In this episode of the Healing Our Identity podcast, we're talking about awareness. We're talking about how when we have a new awareness about something, we can't unsee it. We can pretend not to, but do we actually really want to do that? And how does awareness help us to move towards our goals and our visions and to achieve what it is we set out to achieve for ourselves? I'm sharing some of the processes that I use on a daily basis to bring more awareness into refining how I get towards creating my visions, supporting myself to move through challenges as they come up and also accepting exactly where I'm at in the moment and allowing myself to be there for as long as I need to before I make new decisions and move into my next step. Welcome to Cultures of Change, the podcast, where we are having conversations about healing our identity. We bring you the strategies and conscious thinking for you to grow your confidence and understand your abilities to create the future that you choose. For much of my life, I carried the feeling that I wasn't Māori enough. Growing up in Australia, disconnected from my country and being immersed in my culture, That was until I realised everything I was yearning for was within me. My mana is my own and I am enough. I'm Erica McCready, a proud Māori woman living on Yugambeh land. I'm a cross-cultural communications specialist and have worked with hundreds of First Nations people globally. I'm the co-founder of Cultures of Change and I am passionate about supporting Indigenous women to find their inner wisdom These conversations draw on the power and knowledge of the strong women who have walked before us. No my hardy my fakato my tefano kyoda and welcome everybody in the healing our identity family. If you're here for the first time, welcome to you as well. Thank you so much for being here and tuning in to this podcast. We're going to be talking today about awareness and how we can bring more awareness to the forefront of our perception. Before we get into that, we are here to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land and seas where I live and work, the Turnbull, Yagara and Jagara nations here in Mijing. I want to acknowledge who I come with, Ngāti Rokoa my English ancestry, and I want to acknowledge wherever it is you're tuning in from and your ancestors, who you come with, where you come from, and just acknowledging that we are all part of a long lineage and history and heritage of people who have walked before us, people who have trailblazed pathways that didn't exist until they walked them and our ability to benefit from that. I always say, we often say within my family that we stand on the shoulders of giants and I also want to say that they work, they walk with us, they walk with us, they support us, they encourage us to move through this world, move through our own individual realities and to forge our own paths as we go through. So today we are following on a little bit from last week's conversation in regards to glass ceilings. If you haven't listened to that podcast, I definitely invite you to go back 
and have a listen to it. But I'm going to just briefly touch again on glass ceilings. And I just want to say about them that when you've seen that there is a glass ceiling on your path, on your trajectory, in between you and your vision, you can't unsee that. You can pretend you didn't see it, but you can't actually unsee it. And sometimes we see or we have inklings or we have feelings about the fact that there may be only so far we can go in certain situations or only so far we can go because either we've had limitations placed on us or the pathway is cut off. You can only go so far in this role or this position or this employment or and this is the bit we really want to focus on, is we've actually put those limitations on ourselves and we're the ones who are saying we can only go so far. We can only do so much. And therefore you come to a pause moment. Now these pause moments are very normal, very natural, and they're part of who we are as humans, I believe. They're also known as comfort zones. They're also known as these places that we stay in because we're very comfortable and we're allowed to stay there. We are the only people who choose whether we need to continue to move on or whether we choose to stay. So there's no judgment on anybody else. And there really shouldn't be, and I guess speaking for myself, not judging where anybody else is at, not judging if they're staying in their comfort zone and you think, come on, you can keep going. That's not up to you or I. It's our own perception for our own paths, our own life and what we are choosing to reach for ourselves. Now, the reason comfort zone here is something to bring into your awareness or acknowledgement is if the comfort zone actually isn't serving you, is if your comfort zone is literally keeping you comfortable, which means that things are known, you are comfortable with them, whether they're good or bad even, So the only time, well, one of the times to bring awareness to if your comfort zone really isn't serving you is if you literally are not comfortable in your comfort zone. You want to change something. You feel like you're in a rut. You want to reach for this dream that you have. You want to reach for this vision that you have, but you can't. And that's, I want to use that word very specifically. You're telling yourself you can't get there for some reason or another. Your current circumstances are holding you in this space. And there are so many different variables for this. This is why this is such an individual conversation that I encourage you to have with yourself <laughs> because your vision is your vision. It's your, percept- it's your perception. It's your lens. And 
your ability to reach that vision is based on what you think about that. So if we feel like there's something in our pathway and yet we're going to stay where we are, even though we yearn very deeply to reach our goals and our visions, if we're staying where we are because we're comfortable and because we don't know what comes next and it actually really scares us and we'd prefer to be in what we know, then that's when you want to bring awareness to why you're sitting in your comfort zone. Every single one of us is different, as we know. And so my perception of a comfort zone is not necessarily your perception of a comfort zone and vice versa. And that's because it's not meant to. We don't need to align on how we perceive the world around us and how we perceive our ability or capability in the moment we're in. In the moment we're in is really important here because we can always look into somebody else's world and think all of these things, but we don't like it when other people look into our world and think all of these things. They're not in our head. They're not in our minds. They're not in our vision. And that is also flipped. If you've got a goal and a vision that other people can't see and they are entering into giving you their opinion about what they can't see for you, that's also why this conversation is individual because only you can see what what is through your eyes, what is through your lens. Only you can feel the motivation that is within you to get you there. Only you know the depth of the passion that you have that is propelling you forward into this vision. And so even though we absolutely... Um, deserve support and we have people around us that are there to support us, that are there not to judge and that are there just to hold space for us to move into our vision, whether or not they can see it. They're the people we want to surround ourselves with. They're the people we want to have these conversations and invite them into these conversations with. So, yeah, we all absolutely deserve support around us. There are different ways in which we can access, we can create, we can surround ourselves by support that that helps us to achieve our vision and our goals, helps to move us through these blocks that we have, the limitations we place on ourselves, helps us to see a glass ceiling mentality, a glass ceiling mindset or a glass ceiling or a completion of a pathway that we're currently on because there's nowhere else to go from there. All of this is about awareness. All of this is about bringing awareness to what's actually possible for us, what's actually possible for you. What do you think is actually possible for you? And questioning, inquiring, getting curious about what you think that is in this moment. Inquiry questions I talk about a lot. I got them from my mentor. She uh, is very in-depth about having inquiry questions in our lives at different stages, at different times, and very strong on the fact that we don't have answers to these inquiry questions like that. 
I'm Erica McCready, the founder of Healing Our Identity, a platform for Indigenous women to share our stories, our knowledge, and our life experiences. With 12 years experience working in Indigenous land and sea management across North Australia and with First Nations groups at home in Aotearoa, New Zealand and around the world, I have had the privilege and honour to work with and be mentored by many strong Indigenous women who have supported me to stand strong in who I am. Healing our identity is all about that, real conversations about the challenges and experiences that have shaped our perspectives as Indigenous women and the healing that grew through accepting and honouring who we truly are. I've prepared a very special masterclass for you, Reclaim Your Identity. It's available now for free and you can access it at www.womenreconnecting.com. I'll put all the information in the show notes. Thank you so much for your support. Please like and share our episodes with those who you know need to hear these conversations as well. And don't forget to subscribe. Now, let's get back to this conversation. We are so used to in this world of somebody asking us a question and us having an answer immediately. In my mind, it's almost a societal perception that to have an immediate answer is a show of knowledge, is a show of cleverness. But these inquiry questions are for ourselves. They're they're our conversations we're having with us about what we really think in terms of our capacity and our capability of being able to reach our visions and our goals. This to me is doing the work. If you've heard that term before, doing the work, doing the inner work, it is the constantly checking in with yourself as to whether or not the way you're operating, the way you're thinking, the way you're taking action is in line with your true sense of being. And to me, it has been for my own personal self journey, doing the work has been about recognising and bringing awareness to the labels and the roles and the responsibilities that I feel that I have had to own that I have had to continue to be because of expectations placed upon me, societal expectations of how I'm meant to be, so on and so forth. So the inquiry has very much been into, well, what am I not actually? And what do I choose not to be anymore? So no judgment again to what I have been in the past if it doesn't align with me now, because I wasn't questioning it before. I was just being and doing. And so now I choose to. Now I choose to have these inquiry questions because I want to continue to lift my capacity. I want to continue to level up in my capabilities, in what I'm offering, in what I'm choosing, in my general life. 
And so that to me is doing the work. That to me is about continually inquiring into. An inquiry question I have at the moment is, what do I need to become to manifest my vision? And there are so many answers to that and then there are none. There are things that I know and then there are things that I don't know. The question itself is twists my mind because my mind really wants to work it out, really wants to have an answer. And yet I've actually got this question up all over the house in different spaces for me to consume the question at different times and to allow organic thoughts to come up. And it's been fascinating, actually. And it's still up. The question's still up because it's still being worked through. And so sometimes I sit down to intentionally journal about it or intentionally have a conversation about what it is I think it might be and empty my thoughts and brain dump And other times I just glance by it. Ideas come up, they float in, they float out. I don't catch, I don't grab onto them. I don't get attached to the conversation in that moment. I just allow them to be. And I find it a curious energy that I'm in at those times because there's no expectation for me to own the answers of this question I'm inquiring I'm checking I'm researching I'm thinking and I am bringing awareness to what feels good and what doesn't and one of the biggest things when I'm sitting in an inquiry question or I'm moving through it is not to bring judgment to the answers that come up is not to bring judgment to the things that come to the surface, but just allow them to be. Sometimes it is me writing down on a piece of paper, I've got a post-it note situation going on where I write it down and I put it up and I literally inquire into it. And this process I find absolutely fascinating because there's no... Uh, deadline to when I need to know the answer to this question by. And so it becomes an activity of just allowing me to simply inquire and just allowing me to simply identify what feels good and what doesn't. And so I find it a really, really useful tool to bring awareness. It starts to these inquiry questions and the Internal conversations that happen, the things that are brought up start to uh, materialize in my reality because I have taken myself into a new way of thinking, taken myself into a new way of inquiring about how I do all the things I do. But I want to say that this isn't a this isn't like an assignment. I don't have a deadline. I don't want a deadline. I want it to take its natural course. And 
I trust that when I'm done with that question or when I'm done with this process, then that's exactly it. It it will complete. I'm not expecting an answer where I go, that's the answer. I'm expecting continuous triggering of new awarenesses about myself through this process. And sometimes these awarenesses, just like I was saying before about the glass ceiling, you can't unsee them or you can't, you can pretend actually that they're not there or that you can't see them. But I don't want to do that. I do do it still because some things are harder to take than others. Some realities are harder to consume than others and harder to face than others. But I want to not pretend that they don't exist anymore because the vision I am aiming for calls for me to let go of the things that I am no longer, let go of the things that are not true for me. And a lot of that is my own glass ceilings. A lot of that is my own comfort zone pause moments where I want to sit and stay in a safe space and not go on because I don't know what's next or not go on because, 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 because. But one of the things of, again, a year on in the podcast has taught me is these inquiry questions play out in this podcast. These inquiry questions or process of inquiring plays out throughout these episodes because it's me having a conversation with you about the things that are present for me in this moment. And it's me having conversations with these amazing women who have come on the podcast and them telling parts of their own healing, their identity stories, which to me are processes of inquiry, processes of shedding what they are no longer. And one of my favorite other things at the moment is what am I not? What am I not? Not what am I, but I'm finding it very powerful at the moment to ask myself, well, what am I not? What am I no longer? What do I choose to no longer be? Because if I choose to no longer be something, then what does that mean? What does that create space for me to become? The other thing I want to say about awareness is working with amazing women in a business mentoring capacity. I absolutely love working with women in leadership, in their ability to stretch their own leadership capabilities. And the way in which they stretch it is by bringing awareness to the fact that they can. Bringing awareness to the stories they've told themselves that keep them in a certain space. And being able to support them through the blocks that come up for them. The thing that I find so curious about awareness is that I'm able to clearly see or bring another perspective to another woman going through or hitting up against her own blocks and being able to give 
fresh eyes on how she might want to try and look at it in a different way. And this lights me up because I find it absolutely fascinating and exciting to be able to support someone to walk through that. And yet when I'm doing it for myself, it's not such a clear process. And I think that the thing about that is because I bring so much attachment to my own stuff. Whereas I don't have attachment to what I am and I'm in a different role when I'm mentoring, being able to share another viewpoint, being able to share another perspective that that doesn't have any attachment to it. And so I recognise that for myself as well and I recognise that if these inquiry questions are attached, they are things that I've held so deeply for so long, that they're not just going to move away. They're not just going to dissolve like that just because I've brought awareness to them. However, by bringing awareness to them, I can start to build on that idea. I can start to build on that new perspective and that new ability. And I do that also by supporting myself with my own mentors to be able to do that, to be able to bring in that fresh perspective, to be able to bring in that unattached idea of what if we looked at it this way? And I find that really, really helpful. So awareness is, to wrap up this conversation, awareness is not something that it's like turning a a flashlight on and then it's on. It's sometimes it's brightly on and sometimes there's a dimmer switch that only allows you to see a little bit of it. And maybe you're only seeing a little bit of it because it's a hard thing to see. It's a hard thing to bring awareness to or it's a hard habit or a hard comfort that you've had for so long that you choose not to in this moment and that's okay. And that's why inquiry questions, I feel, can be soft. They can be gentle. They can be fully curious. In fact, I completely encourage them to to be full curiosity, to be full inquiry, and to allow them to unravel as they naturally will do so. If it feels forced, then walk away. Give it space. Give it time. Come back to it. Remember that our inquiry questions... And our newfound awareness, it does not have a deadline. You don't have to know the answer by a certain time. So if it feels forced, let it go and come back to it later when it feels right to do so. I'd love to know what you're getting from this conversation please come and connect with me in Instagram at Healing Our Identity and let me know what this is bringing up for you. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation and I will see you in the next one. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Cultures of Change, Healing Our Identity. If you liked this episode and it resonated with you, please share amongst your networks so we can get the message out to more women who need to hear it. Please tag me in any shares on Facebook or Instagram at 
cultures of change and feel free to reach out, message me or check out our website www.culturesofchange.com.au. Remember to like and subscribe to our podcast so you know when our next new episode is out. Thank you so much for joining me for these conversations. I love having you here and I look forward to seeing you in the next one.